Throw away your sentiments and shred the evidence. It's time for Family with Benefits. Introducing your hosts, Jay and Sean. Welcome to Family with Benefits. We're back. Uh, this is our season finale. I'm Sean. And I'm Jay. And with us today is whom I believe to be the greatest mustache in the podcasting game. He, um, he will put you in a grave, but after... Only after he sends you off in the best possible way he can, and and that you you paid him, but keep going. I, I'm the the secret, folks, is I'm not paying him a dime. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Victor. Uh, we're really happy to have you here. I am uh, very happy to join this family with benefits. Looking to get mine. <laughs> I think he'll be a little too young. What's up, everybody? All right, so. He is a um, he has a, a pretty a fun job or or a, a morbid job if if depending on what you like or um, do with your dead bodies. Um, he is a funeral director slash embalmer. Now, if you don't know what that is, here's him to give give you a uh, quick rundown. Basically, you pay for sex, and I provide. No, I. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the short of it the short of it uh i am i am someone who you if someone in your family passes i sit down with you to make arrangements on what we are doing with your loved one i also will conduct the funeral meaning i'll be like the funeral director on the funeral and i also embalm and do cosmetics meaning i uh take part in the action of preserving a body as well as um doing cosmetics which is obviously a fancy word for makeup to make the bodies look more presentable that's the short gist of my job so twitter twitter is really really curious on some of that stuff and we'll get into that especially the cosmetic part yeah (laughs) they're they're a curious perverted bunch they are they yeah they really are it's oh my god uh facebook is not as uh morbid and gross Bunch I, of hope, I hope. See, I have a question that I've been dying to ask for a very long time, but I've been continuously told by my wife that I cannot ask you because there's no way you can possibly answer it. But I'm going to ask. I could try. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, All right. Have you ever, during the embalming process, ever wanted to create your own Muppet? Honestly. All the time. <laughs> Create my own Muppet. Uh, is that is that something? I'm, a joke? I'm not. I'm not getting. I to answer. I don't think I've ever embalming or not embalming wanted to create my own Muppet. Um, unless that's a joke. I'm not getting. No, no. It's literally. I, I, I definitely wanted to make somebody a Muppet, and I don't even do that for a living. Well, I. Oh, do you mean like make them talk? Well, I mean, I think like, he means like shoving your fist in their ass. <laughs> I don't All right, so rem- remember when I said the joke I don't get? Um, yeah, um, no. <laughs> All right, so so because you want to continue to have a job, I appreciate you saying no. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you hear that guy in that podcast say he definitely sticks his hand up our cadavuses? <laughs> no, no, I can't say. Um, I mean, it took me a while to understand, so yeah. Um, no. Okay. Can't say I've ever wanted to do that. Okay. Will you now? 
I will at the very least consider it. Thank you. Yeah, the thought's going to cross your mind no matter what. <laughs> Next cadaver you see, you're going to be like, would my hand fit there? <laughs> you have all the tools, man. You have all of the tools. Yeah. No. Um, Jay, would you like to start off with a question? I, I would. All right, let me uh, let me pop my phone out here because I have all the questions saved. Yep. Put your dick and away, I, pop your phone out. Why do I got to put my dick away? That's how we always record, sir. Yeah, but... All right, I got... What is the funniest outfit somebody requested to be buried in? Well, my gut reaction, it's not funny, but my gut reaction was recently someone was dressed in a full Batman, like legit <laughs> Batman costume. That's amazing. Um, that, but that wasn't funny. Um, funniest? How is that not funny? Yeah, what? <laughs> I don't want to get what? if I give the I, if I give the details, it's pretty easy to find out who I'm talking about. Oh, so yeah, I don't want that, to. That's, that's a fair point. Um, funniest. I I honestly. So you've never the, the, buried the, the, a clown. <laughs> um. Hold on, hold on. Uh, there, there's there's so many stories here. I think the closest I've ever come to actually funny is a guy was dressed in a suit, which is completely normal. But under, he had the shirt on, um, I shaved my balls for this. <laughs> oh my god, I was just wearing that shirt yesterday. <laughs> Two days ago. I thought you looked familiar. No, um... <laughs> I'm back! It's been three days. I'm Jesus. Um, oh, no. On... on, on... On the clown thing, and I know I know you brought it up as a joke, but did you did you guys know like there's a whole clown college and that's like a real yeah, thing? I, yeah. I found this out because we had a an infant who passed, and then they said I was very young when I was do, uh, at this point in my career. I mean, I literally, I think I was like 21, maybe not even 21 yet. I was 20, um, and there was an infant who died, and we were doing a funeral, and I kept hearing that the parents were professional clowns. So I just thought that was a phrase, you know, just meaning they were like a tough time, tough to deal with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns out the whole entire fellow community, co- uh, clown community came in support for the infant funeral. And um, they were all professional clowns. Um, so when you said clowns, that's the first thing that came to my head. But yeah, uh, I shaved my balls for this. It's probably <laughs> it, the closest. It's really good because if you have to go to a clown funeral, you never have to worry about parking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the the next question is going to come actually from somebody who, uh, in I mean, in actuality, kind of cr- created family with benefits, and that is um, our life giver. Uh, she she is very curious that what made you want to go into this field. <laughs> Have you ever seen the show The Muppets? Of course. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um the short the short the short of it is uh uh um my mother died when i was young i be uh sort of like as a defense mechanism i was just like asking a bunch of questions at her funeral Mm -hmm. uh like you know just kind of like not paying attention and more interested behind the scenes uh graduated high school didn't know what i wanted to do I literally was just like, "Oh, I think I like fu- I think I liked funeral service. That seemed cool." I went to I went to school for it, and holy shit, fifteen? No, what was that? Two thousand four. So sixteen years later, I somehow 
made a career out of it. Wow. Um, there's no, there was no like, you may get some bullshit answers like, oh, there was a calling to it. I wanted to serve families. It literally was just something like, huh. And then I was like, started making money, not even good money. I just started making money and I, it just like stuck. Like I just never, never looked back. Huh. The, the, um, good, the good thing is, it's always going to be a market. <laughs> always. There's always, uh, always. People are always uh, going to die. Even, even in a, uh, a pandemic. Wow, you stopped the whole conversation right there with pandemic. That was so fucking weird. <laughs> and a hush fell over the crowd. They didn't come for pandemic talk. They came for Muppet talk, baby. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, um... We want to hear about the, the Muppet. All right. And I'll finish off the whole uh, mothering lining of questions with her final question. Uh, have you ever been emotionally affected by someone you've had to embalm? Um, <clears throat> no, is the short answer. And that's because, you know, usually the first thing someone says is, oh my God, your job is so sad. You're constantly around, you know, people that just lost whatever, someone in their family and you become so disconnected from it that it doesn't even affect you mm -hmm. because you don't know these people. So if I told you right now, like, Hey, my neighbor's uncle died, you'd be like, oh man, so what's up? You wouldn't that you have no connection to it. So like it doesn't really like affect me mm -hmm. to answer your question more in depth. I have embalmed like uh, uh, like my grandfather when he passed. I've done like one of my one of my really good friends mother. Um, I, I've been I've been involved. You know, I've been doing this for 16. Well, I guess I've been licensed for for 14 years. Um so I have like been involved with people I know and helping out like close family members. Um, and no, it, it becomes more like just a job and you just want to make sure everything goes right versus getting too emotional. Um, I've never, since I started doing this, I've never had someone that's like really close to me. Like, you know, I know like my grandfather, but he was kind of older. So it wasn't like, it wasn't unexpected. Right. right. And he was sick for quite some time. Um, I don't know if anyone really close to me dies, how that will be handled. But um, no, I, I've never been like emotionally attached because it's. It, I don't know these people. It's, okay. you know, they're just. It, it it like becomes work, you know. Yeah, I uh, I I don't I don't know if I'd be able to disconnect myself like that. It, like, it, I mean, obviously it's it's second nature for you now, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it, and it does come with um. It does. It does have. Uh, uh, is the word after effects? I'm not sure because I'm completely. Uh, recently, my wife's grandmother died, and it wasn't really as much sad. It was just like, oh, I just stepped into like my job role in the family, like trying to make sure everything goes right, versus even like grieving for her. So like, there's definitely like the added. Um, like, I don't even get phased. So, like, my emotional level there has definitely taken a hit, you know? Right. Your camera's off, by the way, Sean. I don't know if that matters. No, it, it doesn't. It's all good. I'm, 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 okay. I'm scrolling through stuff. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm watching. I'm on xvideos.com. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got, I got another question from Twitter. Uh, this, one, this, this one made me laugh when I read it. So, do you talk to them as you're working? Like... Hey Susan, I'm gonna turn you. On. I'm gonna turn you now. Let's see. Do I talk to them? 
honestly, no. Like, I'll, I'll, all like the good questions that like you probably think my like I maybe my job sounds a hell of a lot more interesting than it actually is because a lot of these things it's like no um I'm trying I'm trying to at least come to the closest the closest I've thing I'd come to with uh no I, I don't I, I'm struggling to get an answer but the short answer is no. Do you, um, do you half the time I don't even like know, know their name. Do you sing to yourself when you're working, like working nine to five? Oh, absolutely. Uh, how how I even got into what started the 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 podcast for me was literally like I got tired of only listening to the radio in like the embalming room. So and this was we're talking like 2008 ish where I don't think podcasts were as popular. Um, so little by little. I just was like, oh, I, I, I want to listen to talk uh, sports talk radio is kind of how I really started. And then, like, you know, when you're working at night, the radio sucks. So you try to find podcasts and all of a sudden that just kind of uh, um, uh, whatever turned into one thing to another. And all of a sudden I started my own podcast. Now I'm on a podcast. Right. Um, but I would sing to myself if I have like my Bluetooth in and I'm listening to music. Oh, yeah. The actual act of embalming is just like the same way you do whatever task you're doing. If you're like cleaning your room, in my head, when my body's in motion like that, it's just like I'm doing that, just with like gloves and an apron and right. Like you said before, you're like a conductor. <laughs> I hope you wear gloves. <laughs> uh, the conductor, yes. <laughs> oh man. So uh, unfortunately, no, I don't. Um, I don't talk to them. But shout out to Susan. <laughs> Um, okay, I have one from uh, a close family friend, and she asks, what's the strangest request that you've been asked in regards to planning or executing someone's service? Oh, wow. The, I'm sorry, the, the strangest request I've ever gotten asked? Yeah. Um, wow, so... I'm, I'm sort of going through my Rolodex right here. I'm gonna, if you can remind me in two seconds, the, um closing the casket story um All right, hold, hold on it. the other hold line. on if i have to keep that stuff i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to close out x videos hold on all right i'm good <laughs> we're good go ahead um i'll turn it strangest request nothing there's nothing that's like so so let me let me put it this way people will come in and they say oh can i like put a shirt on on dad and then the shirt is you know i shave my balls for this and they think it's crazy, but like, it's just another day. Like, there's nothing that crazy about it. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, there's nothing that's gonna like be like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. Um, the 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 story I am thinking of, and it doesn't really fall under a someone requested it, but it is a story in and of itself. Um, this is kind of again again when I first started. Um, what 12 13 years ago normal normal funeral nothing's everything's just completely you know run of the mill at the end um there was a daughter and then the daughter was the last person she was the last person in the room before we closed the casket before we headed out to the cemetery and she says can i have a minute alone so we go sure it's just you know usually a person wants a minute alone at the casket before we close that's usually someone just saying a prayer in their head or saying you know that I love you, uh, I'll miss you. Puts the hand on the, puts their hand on the person's hand, or maybe like you know, kisses the forehead, walks away. Totally normal thing that happens every time. 
Uh, so she said, yes, can I, can I walk over? Can I have a minute? We said, sure. So we kind of stepped back in the room. Uh, she's talking and then all of a sudden, and you got a picture. We are looking at, we're looking at the, the casket and just the person's back. So we don't see the front and 20 seconds into it. All we see. And she was a small, somewhat portly. No, she, she was just, you want to say she was skinny. She was just a normal size woman. She starts, this is her dad in the casket. She starts wailing on his face. God. Like this. And she's she's screaming. She's wailing. And then she stops. We, we we go like it was happened so quick and it was so what the hell is happening that by the time we even got to react, she stopped. Um so and if I ever ever if I ever had the chance to write a movie or, or a show about this. This is exactly how I would write it. She turned around. She like straightened herself up. She kind of went like this. She like fixed her jewelry. She kind of went like that. And she was like, thank you. And she just walked out. <laughs> and she walked out. And it was it was never mentioned again. We never talked. We never – we obviously – we were never going to say like, hey, so run me through what you were thinking when you were wailing your father in the face. Um and that was that. And we kind of all looked at each other and it was almost like a, so we're never going to talk about this again. And it was like, yep, we all just, and we just went on with our lives. But obviously if that story sticks in my head 12, 13 years later, um, yeah. <laughs> but just oh the, the dismount after, the dismount afterwards, after she did it. And just, just imagine, um, just well your pillow, but like in a suit and just see how discombobulated you look after. Just picture that moment of, you know, mm-hmm. fixing your tie and just and just being like, all right, and just walking out. Like, <laughs> imagine the emotions that person was going through. Oh my god! <laughs> to be fair, that's a defenseless corpse. Like, how funny would it have been had had he like blocked it and like elbowed her and threw her in? <laughs> oh shit! Holy fuck! That is that's incredible. Like. Oh my god. Yeah, that is uh sorry I'll never forget. Yes. I would never forget that. Oh my nope. yeah. Oh my yeah. god. All right. So as her final question is what is the creepiest thing that you've ever experienced while being with the deceased either before, during, or after preparing them for their service? First off, these people are fucking weird. So all and, and I and I hate to say and sound like this. All these questions, they're as they're as boring as you could possibly get because the answer is nothing. <laughs> Anything you see in movies or you think of like spasms or like the, the they come back to life or they they like I I'm, I think it's the first Final Destination movie. The guy just like kind of goes like this and it's like whatever. Um, that doesn't happen, Victor. No matter Victor, what, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to cut you off uh-huh. because that was literally a question that somebody asked. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I could probably end. I could probably. Uh, um, I've never been sexually aroused. I've never touched <laughs> anybody. No one has ever come back to life. Um, no ghosts have appeared. None of them have ever moved. One of them did get up and walk out. Um, no. He probably wasn't satisfied <laughs> um, with the service. Got my attention. <laughs> the the strangest or weirdest thing to ever happen. It's never been with a. A, a a dead body that's never that's there's nothing to ever ever happen they, there's no spasms there's no nothing it just 
you're dead, you're dead. There's nothing like that. Um, in a little bit, if you want to remind me about what a death rattle is, that's the closest you can get to something like that. My strangest occurrence, and this is somewhat of a, of a long-winded story, and I'll try to shorten it as much as I can. Strangest occurrence I've ever had, it was June of 2012. And where I lived in New York at the time, I had a golf course near my house that um, you could like walk the trails. So it's a Sunday and I'm just walking the trails and I have uh, my headphones in and I'm talking to my friend on the phone. I get to a part in the trail where it's like sort of, um, there's like a lot of trees around. So it's like almost in the dark, sort of say, but it's like during daylight. It's just a trail, uh, part of the trail that's not walked often. And as I'm approaching, I'm like, oh my God, there's a shirt in the middle of the ground. Weird. Someone must have just tossed off their shirt. As I get closer, this is like three o'clock on, on a June afternoon. As I get closer, I'm like, oh my God, that's a person. As I get closer, I'm like, oh, and I got free. This is, this is the most scared I've ever been probably in my life. It's a person. And my heart just sank. And my, my, my stupid mind was like, am I being set up right now? Because it was just like, who walks and finds a dead body? And this is all true, by the way. Like none of this is like, like joke or sarcasm. So I got really scared. I hang out with my friend. I call 911 and trying to explain where in this trail you are. You're like, yeah, I'm by, I'm near trees. It's like, okay. Like there's like, you know, 7 million trees around. Uh, so eventually they come. I, I hear the ambulance and like cops trying to get where I am, but they can't pinpoint where I am. Um, and I could tell this guy has been dead for a few hours. Um, eventually cops, detectives get there. They take all my information. I tell them whatever. Um, I get, give them my information, whatever. Uh, so the back, uh, some of the side stories to this is at the time I am working a trade job. And what that means is I work for a bunch of different funeral homes. Um, and like, I don't work for one. So they call me. So if they get, they get a, a new, a new call in, they'll call me to just embalm. So I just come in and bomb and that's it. I don't deal with anything else. So I had to call them and say like, Hey, I'm actually unavailable for like the next two hours. I kind of have to stay here. And I tell them like, Hey, I, I, I found a, a dead person. So the next day, a, a few days later, my, one of the funeral homes that I'm actually at working calls me and says, Hey, would you want to come upstairs? I am with the family of the guy you found. And I'm like, no, that's like impossible. So I go upstairs and they explain what exactly happened to him. And I'm like, yes, I'm the fucking person who called 911. I'm the one who found him. And they provide all this backstory. This poor man just like went jogging, you know, 40 minutes. They never found, they never got, um, he just stopped, uh, uh, 40 minutes. And then like, he never came home and they were like wondering what the hell happened. And just to like circumvent that whole thing of like, I'm the one who found him. And then I'm the one who eventually like did their funeral is the closest I've ever come to like weird just because like that's what's the chances i'm the person who found them and then i'm at the same funeral home they chose to go to and do that i think that's just good business yeah (laughs) yeah now i i've seen dexter um and he creates his own jobs and his own opportunities so uh victor um i have to ask you um and and i'm not a cop so we're good um are you a cop i'm not a cop i'm not a cop all right all right, Victor, did you kill? Did you kill a man? So the 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 best way, and I I, I forgot to say it because it's been a while since I told that story. 
how I used to tell that story is I so I'm telling the whole beginning part of the story and then I say and then I found I realized it was the dead body on the ground so I dropped my business card and I ran. <laughs> That's why I usually <laughs> tell the story. <laughs> um, That's good. But yes, I did. Okay, next question. <laughs> so the rest of the Twitter questions are all perverted as hell. And I tried to stay away from them, but they're gonna be know. they're gonna be so, they're gonna be so boring because they're all no. But go ahead, let's let's do it. <laughs> let's let's get there. Uh, so I'm gonna assume this is a, a yes because rigor mortis. Uh, do dead people get hard? No. Um, do you break the, the dicks off. The the closest. Oh God, how how detailed do I want to get here? Get detailed, um, baby. Bring it all in. So the embalming process is replacing your blood, which is the first thing to go bad in your body, with formaldehyde fluid, which bonds with the protein in your blood and your muscles and your body to 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 get hot. <laughs> this is bad, bad, bad phrasing. Um, to firm. Okay, that's why they uh, right. So the first thing you do, what you're essentially doing, if you think of your arterial system, which is what embalming does, is you are injecting embalming fluid into the arteries and you're pushing the blood out through the veins um and picture your 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 arterial system like one crazy highway across america right so you can start at i-95 and you can branch out and end up all the way fucking north washington right so your your arterial system is the same way like you, you literally from the the tip of your the vessels in your finger that same blood can pump all the way to your 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 toe so the process of embalming, like I said, is an injecting that embalming fluid. Out comes the blood. There is several methods of embalming where... Um, okay, so if, if you follow me on that, your arterial system is like a big highway. Picture your heart is like the main hub. It's like where everything... It's where all the exchange goes, right? That's what sends the blood out and that's what receives the blood. There is a method of embalming where what you essentially do is, so in that scenario where you're injecting embalming fluid, you don't let the blood, you don't let the blood come out. So what you do is you're sort of in, enlarging the heart. But what you're also doing is in, enlarging other parts of your body. And what I mean by that is sometimes older people, they're so emaciated, they're so much skinnier that sometimes it helps to sort of I know when I say blow up, you think like they're like that 1980s um, charm pop. You know, they have like big heads. It's more it's more like their features, like their eyes, their lips, their sunken temples, right? Um, you want to like let let all that blood sit in there so it sort of gets larger. Um, so in that process, sometimes what happens is um, – so do you know how an erection happens? Yeah. Besides, besides, you see a, a pretty the, man. And, the, the wind right? blows and it happens. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the 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 scientific explanation of blood rushes to there. That's how. That's an erection. So same thing, where blood has nowhere else to go. So that happens. Um, it is not the person. It's it's the most scientific explanation of it happening. If blood has nowhere to go, stuff is just gonna. Right, you're just gonna, and that's how that happens. So, um, I hope that answered that person's question. So, so basically, kind of a two-parter. 
Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) So it's not just about the dick getting hard. Do nipples get hard? First of all, good question. Second, no, (laughs) because (laughs) they are... um, Oh man, if you if you had asked me this when I was in school, I could probably give you a great answer, but I'm pretty sure that's not part of the whole system and I don't think nipples have the muscle to get erect. So the short answer is no. Mine do. Unfortunately. You see my nipples. Okay. <laughs> that's on the Patreon, guys. That's the sugar daddy package. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. D- decent uh, second question, yes. Yeah, but the first question sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Twitter. You got to come harder than that. Oh. Wait, way harder. <laughs> All right. Here's another one from uh, Facebook. How often... Oh, nope, that's the cadaveric spasms thing. No, we already covered that one. And what is the worst body that you've ever seen? Oh, Grandpa Joe was a piece of shit looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly fuck. The worst. Um So there's like so many uh uh um all right. I'm just going to run through a quick uh um quick Rolodex. Uh one time someone OD'd and the way he kind of keeled over on his bed uh, um, between the bed and the wall and, uh, in, in colder climates, they have those like wall heaters, like against the baseboard, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. So this poor person's whole body was just getting heat directly, like from the ground, right to his bed against the wall. Um, that person decomposed really quickly to the point of unidentifiable. Um, one time we had a... A call. This person was. It was sort of like a. I don't want to say a business. There was a, like storefronts, right? And then second floor was apartments. Um, we get the call. We go there, and when we get out of the car, as the people are walking by, they're like, "What's that smell?" And we both look at each other. It's like, "Oh shit, that's the fucking person." We go in the room, and the person that was 150 pounds probably was like. 200 pounds now because they're full of like blisters and decomposing so before when you die you don't like immediately shrink you actually like blow up because all gases and they have nowhere to go um that one was so bad that we had to call the fire department to do it because we weren't like equipped enough to do it ourselves uh different counties different cities america will have uh the fire department who does it or like your medical examiner your coroner um other than that, well, I mean, like, like qu- quite a few times we have, like, waterlogged bodies, meaning bodies that were, like, died, dumped in the water, and they just, nature takes this course, all, you know, the nasty stuff in, in the water just takes over someone's body. Um, nothing, th- that's, that's the best way I could answer it. Um, nothing, like, horrifying that's, like, been, like, the worst Th- those two were like probably the worst because it's it's the first thing that came to my mind when you said it. Do do you have to ever deal with like body farms? Um, no. The closest I come to that is body donation. We have um, 
like, you know, some hospitals take bodies as donations. Mm-hmm. And that's the closest I get to it as far as body farms. I, I'm almost positive that's more like on the forensic legal, uh, maybe the foren- maybe forensics is the right word. That's more on that side. Okay. I'm, I'm more like, you know, helping helping the family. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that's more on that side. That, that's something the wife wanted to know. Because that's something that's something we're more we're gonna be donating our bodies and everything. So, yeah, uh, and actually, uh, yeah, my, my, I'm donating my body to science. You already I are. I'm not doing like any any funeral. Um, so yeah, uh, but I don't know anything about body farms. Okay. Well, the only one I even know of is like that Tennessee one, mm-hmm. right? Is that the one? Yeah, that's the only thing I know of. But I'm pretty sure that's that's done by the FBI, right? Oh, I, I actually have no idea. My uh, my fucked up in the head wife knows more about that shit because she's planning to kill me. So <laughs> she drew up legal documents. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's uh, <laughs> pretty sure that's uh, FBI stuff. But okay, okay. Now, Jay, is there anything more from Twitter, or is it all like I mean, erections and it's, whoever? Yeah, it's mostly about like like uh, somebody asked if. You shave their legs or hair or face, and uh, does the hair still grow? Um, so I don't know. We don't shave like legs or anything like that. Facial hair, sure. Um, you know, uh, um, one of the biggest things and the greatest fear, if you talk to any funeral director, is like you always like double check what the person wants because like, like if I died right now, they would say. Like, my wife would probably say, please shave that goddamn thing off. <laughs> but, like, obviously, if I died right now, it looks like it stays. There's no reason to think otherwise. But it's like, you know, I, I, I've lived more of my life with without a mustache. Um, uh, does the hair grow? So that is a common misconception. And what that actually comes from is, so I was saying before, like, before you shrink after you die, you actually blow up with gases. Basically, the decomposing process is essentially your skin and flesh goes away and you become skeleton. And I, I'm sure like you remember like the science textbooks, how your hair looks like it goes like into your skin, right? So if you if you die and your skin starts slowly, and I'm talking minuscule decomposing, it will look like your hair is coming out. You're, you're actually not growing hair. It's actually the opposite, like you're... You're going in, right? If um, forgive me for all the listeners. I'm doing more stuff that's visual, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, your body's going in, so it's like your hair is coming outward. It's not actually growing. The second you die, every single thing in your body stops stops processing. So, right. um, and it actually, the opposite starts working. Is you actually, you actually start decomposing the second you die. Um, so that's where the hair myth comes from. Uh, so that's why maybe sometimes you'll see, uh, maybe this is more like horror movies, but there's the skeleton and just the hair. And that's basically because like, you know, all, everything has gone away, but your hair still is there. Oh. Now, Jay, do you actually have questions from yourself or are you just going to read off of Twitter all day? I'm just kind of reading off of Twitter. I mean, okay. I personally don't have any questions. I, I It's a cool job. And uh, for me, all I can think of is like, which he already answered, like why he got into it. So that was like, that was my only question. Because for me, it'd be like, was the thought process like, all right, I fucking hate people. So I just want to see them dead. 
Damn. Always. It's actually it's it's actually the opposite. If you hate people, this is the worst industry to get into because you can't while you all obviously have to deal with live people, you also have to I'm sorry, dead people, you also have to deal with live people. And if you think the average person sucks, imagine when that person is completely heartbroken or mad or upset. Mm. So everything is like gets ten times worse. That, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. All right. So. So. All right. Uh, one more question from Twitter. When you dress them up, are they like laying down, or do you like stand them up like a Barbie doll? <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, <laughs> like, I didn't ask these questions. All right. Hey, this is gonna get us a lot of listens because I have like thirty people that are asking questions. So they want to. It's it's actually a good point. It, it, in regards to dressing, have you ever seen the show The Muppets? All <laughs> <laughs> back. No, only joking. Only joking. <laughs> uh, um, no, they are in. And, and when I when I talk about a lot of stuff, I try to relate to what the average person has seen. And most of the time, you know, you just think of movies where there's a morgue and there's bodies laying on a. Uh, um, let me let me just try and say this to give you the closest accurate depiction of, of what I do. Uh, have you seen this show on Netflix, um, House on Haunted Hill, the yes, first yes. season? So remember, like that kind of dealt with a lot. They were all funeral direct. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them was a funeral director, and uh, one of the main characters is is dead, and and they show um, the way she's laying on the table is like this same way how we dress them. Um, so a couple things here. Uh, first, we always put like plastic garments just picture almost like a garbage bag but it's not it's it's more meant for 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 doing this um most most people put plastics on on a person first and then all clothes are cut in the back because it's a you know try if you want to be weird at home take your significant other place them on a bed and try and dress them and see how fucking hard it is to do now start cutting those clothes from the back and see how much easier it is. And a little side note that I always wanted to say is the day a zombie movie shows these zombies running around with the clothes cut in the back, you know those motherfuckers did their research. Because that is the truest form of like a zombie movie as all of them have their clothes cut in the back. Even the shoes. Sometimes it's a lot easier if you cut behind like your um, where you put that fucking shoehorn. Um uh, so no, we don't stand them up. It's just uh, on the table. But the easy way around it, like even like the waistband, you know, um, people come in and they say, "Yeah, uh, he loved this suit, and it was when he was like 150 pounds ago." So the easiest way is like cutting the waistband and almost like ripping the clothes to to put on. Obviously, you as the person who comes to the funeral home, you're not meant to see any of that. Um, but that's like a little um, tricks of the trade. <laughs> yeah um now i'm gonna have to look for all that stuff and be like hey can you mind flipping him over like i need to see his naked ass <laughs> yeah yeah so if i see a zombie movie oh, with I- their ass hanging out like hospital gowns i know to run okay you you know that at least someone in that writing team reached out to a funeral director to say hey how do you dress the bodies now because you're lo- you've been located in new york and florida which are kind of hubs for a lot of different things. Have you ever had to consult consult on anything, film or anything like that? Oh, no. Um, I mean, I'm assuming most of that stuff comes from California where they do all that stuff. Um, 
No, I, I, well, you know what? You know what? That's a lie. One time, and I forget why, and I think it was because of my Six Feet Under podcast, someone did reach out and just bombarded me with questions, but it was more like how a room is set up because they were, I think they were filming like a funeral scene. Um, that's the closest I, but I, I, and, and I don't remember the person or what even the, the project was, but that's, that's the closest I ever got to that. Um, if anyone from Hollywood wants to pay me to give them advice, I'm I'm here. Same, honestly, really. I know I've I've never gotten it. We're we're nearing the end of our podcast and our time, and I I couldn't end the podcast without bringing this up. Victor, fuck the Dolphins, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, you're better than this. What 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 fans are we teams of here? Uh, I'm a 49ers fan. So I have no horse in this race anymore this year. Colts. Um, see, I was going to talk shit about Andrew Luck, but we can't anymore. Um, that hurts. Are the Colts even in the playoffs this year? Cool with that. So let me – I'll give you my, my football fandom. Uh, I was – well, I grew up a crazy diehard Jets fan. Wow. Like season tickets. Quit, quit my first job in this funeral industry. To get season tickets, the year the Jets went four and twelve, and the Patriots went sixteen and zero, so I was well worth the money and the job. Um, four years later, they lost to the Steelers in the AFC Championship, two thousand ten, and it was that moment. I after uh, Heath Miller caught a pass to secure the game, I ran under my friend's pool table, close to crying, and said, "I'm never going to feel like this again." And I became Hardcore fantasy football guy. I didn't care about the Jets anymore. I completely gave up on my fandom. Five years later, I moved down to South Florida, and I just casually became a, a Dolphins fan. And the Dolphins, uh, um, to give some light on being a Dolphins fan, it is the worst purgatory you can live in because they are perpetually eight and eight. Mm-hmm. Like, and if they're not eight and eight, they're seven and nine, or they're nine and seven. They make the playoffs, get destroyed first round. I will say, though, all of that to say, I feel like it's undeniable the past two years have definitely felt different. The Dolphins were – the only time the Dolphins made national news is when uh, the what the, the O-line coach is doing cocaine yeah, yeah. In, in, in the office. Uh, Richie Incognito is bullying people. There's people going to mental health hospitals from being on the team. Uh, I'm sure there's so many others I'm, I'm leaving out. But I will say – I think Brian Flores, I'm not even going to speak about Tua because I think it's too early, but I think Brian Flores is without a doubt an awesome coach. Oh, yeah, he's done great things. And whoever, whoever, whoever says, yeah, man, the coach is really good. <laughs> like, that's never – it's always like supporting the players or like we have an awesome defense, whatever. And the Dolphins do have a good defense. But I feel like this is the first time ever in my life I've been like, wow, that's an awesome coach. Okay. So I don't, I don't have too much uh, – like if you tell me the Dolphins suck, like okay, I just definitely think the Dolphins are on an uptick. I, I um, agree. I think we're gonna look back on Philip Rivers' career and him just perpetually be the guy who's down eight with forty seconds to go as he gets the ball back. I feel like that's been his entire career. Yep. Yep. And he's made a damn good career doing that. He has been. Yeah, he's he's one of those quarterbacks that just like his whole motto can just be like so close, but no, <laughs> but not. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, so um, I, I that'll I think that'll uh, complete the 
podcast for now. But congratulations on the Colts and making the playoffs. Victor, thank you for doing this. I know you're going on a hiatus soon, and um, I hope your baby isn't um, is your same color. And and I, I <laughs> no no. In all seriousness, man, really, you're you're delightful, and I want to lick your mustache. And I think you're fantastic. Uh, uh, I hope my baby's a different color so I can get out of this mess. Thank you, Sean, so much for having me. <laughs> made me blow up my mic. Thank you. It, <laughs> it's been a, no, it's been it's been cool. Uh, um, I hope I was somewhat informative, and I probably went on some rants, but in my head, I just you just say something, and all of a sudden, this other random thing pops up in my head. And that's I our feel whole, like most. That's yeah. our whole podcast. <laughs> it's, it's the good. whole thing. All right. Um. So I hope I hope someone learned something. Yeah, and you can find him at uh, Digging Podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. He also has uh, Digging Six Feet Under, and he also has a channel on X Videos. He is uh, Victor Rubmeo, and he is doing fantastic over there. He's got like thirteen thousand subscribers. He's doing the best he can. And, and my OnlyFans, thank right. you. <laughs> All right, so this has been Sean, <laughs> and I'm Jay. Have a good one. On the next. Family with benefits. It's over, isn't it?